Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the Lisa and Cherie podcast. We're so glad that you could join us. Today, we are going to jump right into the conversation. So let's get started. So we're in the studio, Lisa and I, this is a parenting pep talk, and we're talking about limits on screen time, cell phones, TVs, all that stuff. And Merle and I were talking about this because I think, okay, I'm 40, but really we're the first generation of parents who's parenting with screens. Like I think when I graduated from high school, I got my first smartphone. We didn't have them as teenagers. You know, earlier in the night, I think I was almost like 20. I, was, I had my first child. I was 27, 28, till yeah. I even got my own cell phone. So right. I was even later than that till I got a smartphone. And I was just talking to my kids the other day on our computers in eighth grade playing Oregon Trail, right. where the graphics are probably like more basic than what my daughter's oh my doing word. on Scratch I love with coding. Oregon Trail. <laughs> it's the best memory ever. Anyway, but the point was, like, our generation had no modeling for this. I mean, we had TVs. I didn't even have digital pictures at my wedding. Like, you had to hire a photographer. Mm -hmm. um, So now we find ourselves parenting in an inundation with iPads, Kindles, gaming at just another level. And I think we're learning by mistakes where we need to have boundaries. You're learning and then you're like, oh crap, we went too far. And then you're Mm -hmm. like pulling back. And then you're like, okay, what do we want to let in? I remember when we were like, okay, we're not letting video games in for a very long time. And then we let... I think we got, like, you know, my dad had needed to upgrade his tablet. So we got the tablet. He was like, do you want it? And I'm going to my husband. Do we want it? Do we really want it? Like, I think my boys were like... I, they could have been six and eight or something. They were younger, but I was like, do we even, do we want to go there? You know, do, can we do this? Can we like monitor this? Can we control it? Cause the whole thing was about control and limiting access. So, you know, it starts and now like, you know, you've got your kids and you've got like, they're older and then they want to buy stuff and they want more of this. And all of a sudden you look at your house and you go, we have a device. For everybody, mm-hmm. whether you intentionally bought it for that person or it's a family device, but they get older and they get their own things, and then you're like, you wait hand a minute. It down or yes. whatever. And and I think too, like it's just really interesting where education used to be everybody wanted to, you know, have your do your education with an online class. And I think with COVID, we all see that our elementary kids or our middle school kids or even our high schoolers are not necessarily thriving from three to six hours of remote learning on a computer Mm -hmm. and and we're seeing behavioral effects and so Lisa's done a lot of reading on this area and I just wanted to highlight this because some of us are like the cool parents and we just give our kids the phone and we're like sure you can be on all the social media and you have no limits on whether you take it to you with you in your bedroom and how late you stay up and nobody's checking how many hours you're on your phone. Um, so there's healthy limits and there is structure, but I think we need to talk about this. You do. Even, even um, Echoes and, and series and all the stuff that's in our, in, like, in our, in our uh, homes mm-hmm. to help be efficient. But our kids can say, hey, play this song. And they will play it if we don't have it set up rightly with intention. So share some of your statistics that you were talking to me earlier about. I had read a book, um, and I'll, we'll put the book. We can put it in the – because the, the name is not coming to me right now. But we I had read a book and really um, looking at um, detoxing my family from screens. And it looks at 
how screens actually affect you. So there is this this stimulation. So our eyes are are visually stimulated and they go directly to our brain. So there's a response that happens. And one of the things that's really critical that you'll really notice with kids is that when they're involved in a game and you're like, okay, we've got to get off, get off. They can't get off. And if you make them get off, they freak out. Yeah, the, the response, the response is, is like intense. disproportionate. Yes. And it's literally because when you are there playing your video game, you're in this fight or flight response. So you've got all this extra cortisone. And so when you shut it down, you can't shut it down. You're like, where do I go with all this extra? Do I fight? Do I run away? Like it's mm-hmm. that. And it's a natural reaction. There's no emotional it's an modification. Well, your or- body has like, it's stimulated your body so much. So what happens is when you're in this mode and you're playing these games, you put your body in a state of of chronic stress over time. So it affects you physically with that. And then it that con, that chronic stress, that too much cortisone affects our brain and it is unhealthy for our brains and then our brain functions suffer. So all your cognitive development like things like that, you know, being able to regulate your emotions, um all those things just like time management behavior things like all those that your brain needs to regulate it affects that and in a negative way so that's one of the reasons it's really important that you are regulating like kids will be oh just let them go on oh what is it oh they're learning something but there's something that happens with the pixelation Mm -hmm. in the actual video games or cartoons or movies see there's when you watch a black and white old tv show the pace is so much slower which nowadays most of us find them actually really boring because they are so slow but they don't have the same impact like our fast-moving cartoons and video games have on our brain. It stimulates our brain. And if it's stimulated too much, it has that negative effect, which is why it's important for boundaries and limitations. And even times where you just go cold turkey and be like, we've done it where we're like, no screens. I was like, we're doing a four-week screen fast. I think we made it like two or three weeks and stuff. But we needed a reset of like, you know, and I like to do that at the end of the school year when all the learning's done and we can just like end the school. Okay, we're going to take like a two-week screen fast where maybe we can watch TV together as a family, but there's no screens. And reality is too, they say that the bigger the screen, the far away you should sit from it. Mm -hmm. So if you have a big screen TV, you should go online and look because I bet you are sitting way too close to your big screen TV, like the distance between your face. So actually probably a good, like if you're on a computer and sitting at a desk is better than having your iPad up close to your face and stuff because the distance also affects the stimulation. And I think, you know, going back to this thing where we as parents, we have to learn new skills that nobody ever taught us or showed us. Mm -hmm. And also we never saw what happens to a child who didn't have any limits for his whole childhood. And yeah. he's now 17, 18, 19. He doesn't have impulse control. Uh, he's never learned how to have like connection like and pursue connection when it's difficult with another human being because it's so much easier yeah. to satisfy connection through mindlessly scrolling or gaming because that's a different skill. Yeah. And why, like a lot of people who created the technology that we use, and it's wonderful. It can be really fun and engaging, but they are sending their kids to schools where they don't use a lot of that stuff Mm -hmm. and they have like 
you know, put your phone away. Even they have like a work phone that's a smartphone and then they have like a flip phone for when they're home with their family just because of the addiction level and the the healthy family space. Right. And, you know, some of us are still like at that place where like, oh, it's so cool. All the kids have their own computer. They all have their own laptop. And, and kind of like the emerging technology is kind of going the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. And COVID kind of thrust us in there. It did. It made it much more like, you know, even at school. Now, I know at our school, the younger kids are not using their iPads all the time. But like at school, like my boys who are in middle school and high school, they are on their laptops a lot of the time. Teachers were surprised that kids were like, can we have pencil and paper? They're like, I never really thought that they'd get like, it would be something that I got tired of. But kids are like, I want to do pencil and paper. My daughter, who's in fifth grade, was like, Mom, I just want pencil and paper, you know, and stuff. And so they've done more of that. We're like, hey, we have pencil and paper, you know, the, the worksheet options if you don't want to do it on the screen. Or do you can print it out, you know, or something. Yeah. It's because there is something with learning and your brain when you're actually using your five senses. That's why learning to read, it's so critical that children learn to read with a real book. There's something that happens in your brain development when you're opening the book turning the pages you're feeling the pages that you can't do on an iPad so you can say well my kid's learning to read because they're learning to read from their iPad but I will tell you that it's not just the you know learning to read and seeing it it's actually the movement between both sides of their brain that actually grows their brain so using all your five senses that's why playing pretend is so critical to child development it uses both sides of their brain problem solving they're acting out what they see it's problem solving it's growing their brain and that's so critical with child and brain development and academic development behavioral development like all all those things are so critical. And with a screen, you're not going to get that. I think just even looking at it from a scientific perspective where you're you're outside in nature. Like I have a rule in my house. Have you done all your chores for the day? Have you done all your homework for the day? Have you read for 30 minutes? And have you done something creative for 30 minutes? So that might be paint, art, drawing, Mm -hmm. something tactile that they enjoy. Even Legos with engineering can kind of be in that zone um, before we do any screen time. And we have limits on screen time. And I talk to my kids about, did you see your reaction when I just told you you're over your time and you need to turn it up, like turn it off? And then you get this like, what, why? And it's like loud. And I'm like, do you know what has happened inside your brain? And I talk my kids through their response and they don't like it like they just kind of like roll their eyes like yeah mom whatever but now they're pointing it out to their younger brother and sister or sister mm-hmm. who's like mom yeah she's been on the screen for too long because look how she responded to like you know interaction or like even someone takes the remote or walks in front of the tv where where they're gaming and the response is really like hey like instead of hey please don't I, that wasn't a really important part of my you know, my game right now, like learning that yeah. and then side effects for depression mm-hmm. and anxiety. Even I have one child who um, needs to wear blue light glasses just because all of that on her produces headaches. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't even know maybe their child is having headaches and they're checking different things and they never even thought about that. The light from the uh, technology and the screens. So these are all things that we as parents, if no one says like, hey, are you looking out for this? Like you might think you have authority problem. You might think you have a, a discipline problem, but maybe it's just an oversaturation. 
Right. And I think as your kids get older, like we're running into, you know, not only am I still like trying to set limits and we, I will tell you in our household, things get lax. Oh, we it's have to hard. like, you're like, all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, you came home from school, you played on the Xbox, right. now it's after supper, I see you on your phone. Have you, like, had any breaks? Because literally now that my kids are getting older, I come home, I might need to run some errands, they yeah. want to stay home. Okay, get off after, you know, play your game, and then you need to get off. I'm not keeping track of their time. Are they keeping track of the time? They're not either. They think they are. I didn't go on right away when I came home from school. When did you go on? I don't know. So we have to always be like, wait a minute, I see you're on a lot. We need to have a conversation. And I'm trying to talk to my older ones about, you need to manage your time better. So how are you going to do that? So that, you know, when they're younger, it's more me. But like, as they get older, no, you have to be responsible. How much are you on? You know, my one son said to me, I realized I was on my computer and I was gaming a total of five hours the other day. Like, I'm not managing his time. He's in high school. But I'm like, okay, do you think that's wise? No, I need to like, you know, and I'm like, if you want to play online with your game, your, some of your friends that you're, you know, you play with that you know, maybe you shouldn't go on by yourself, wait for them, and then do your time yeah. with them. Like, think it through, you know, or what do you want to do? Use your phone. You have a phone now. Time it. You know, right. like my one time I was like, <laughs> set off your timer. Like, I don't know. I shouldn't have to use the timer. But then it's also reminding them to do these things. Mm-hmm. And it's, I find it really difficult now because I'm more mobile because they don't need me at home. So I'm not at home and I'm here doing this or I might be working or having appointments and they'll be home. And then I'm like, well, when did you go on? I don't know. Have you been on for your time or have you been over, you know, an hour and a half? I don't know. Like, no, I don't think so. I haven't been on that long. One of the other things is we all know time goes super fast when we're on electronics. Your it time does. management, like you think you've only been I on. Mean, we can't even manage it. I well, can't manage it. Much my, less our children. No, my kids would be like, Mom, you sat there and scrolled on your phone like for an hour. I'm like, I did not. You know what? I probably did because right. the time, you can't time manage it, it, you, it, your brain is not able to do it. You either set a timer or you look at the clock and be like, I need to be off in 50. And you'd be, you know, half an hour goes by like five minutes, it feels like. And I think that's a really fair conversation because we've all been at the stages of like, we have littlies and we know we're not supposed to use screen time now or use the TV as a babysitter. But we all know what it's like to like just need to do that laundry yeah. or do what, get a nap in or whatever. Um, And it's great for us to try to raise awareness for our children. But in some senses, we as adults are still finding our own limits and boundaries. And that's reaching out to someone and say, I have been on this way too much. And I have a problem. And maybe this problem is connected to loneliness or needing friendships. And it's just easier to invest in scrolling than it is to, like, reach out to some friends or to go out and join that coffee mm-hmm. group that's getting together or that women's Bible study. And also just look at us. Like it's great for us to say to our teenagers, you're spending so much time when, when the hour before bed, we're on our phone, even though we know it's not good for us mm-hmm. and we're kind of shutting out the other people in our life or in that space. You know, it's interesting to look at the dynamic as a whole and say, how do we create healthy spaces? Even email can be like all consuming where there's never like a time when that work email is done and you are present. You need, yeah. The whole thing is it's so easy that technology does take away that being present, you know, Mm -hmm. and we've had that as our kids are getting older, all of a sudden, you know, my husband's like, wait a minute, where is everybody? 
they're all like dispersed throughout the house and even, no eye contact and they're like you're no doing games, your own thing no and talking. you know the older one especially now likes to disappear and he he loves to listen to music and I remember doing that too but my husband's very much like wait a minute where's where's the family and stuff so you know and then you have the younger one like you have to recognize that the older one's trying to pull away a little bit because that's normal but yet we still want to have family time and you have the the younger one the youngest wants to keep like doing stuff together and right. then they get upset because the older ones don't want to join it's a fine line like, it I mean, is. it's a fine you line you don't want to be got. the obnoxious person who <laughs> never lets your kid on any screen it's <laughs> but you have to find the balance that is healthy for your family yes are you having heart are you able to have heart-to-heart connections like i i was when i was talking to my one my one child about like limits and i was joking around because we have an app that like i can control their phones and i was like you know i can i can i can lip do i need to limit your games like i was half joking around but i was like I can lock your phone. And I would never do that to my child without talk, like unless we had a serious problem and we've talked it through. And we were just joking around. My husband was like, you need to stop. You're antagonizing him. And he did kind of like, I think I pushed too far. We had a conversation later about it. And he's like, mom, I feel like you're trying to control me when you talk like that. And I'm like, look, that you're right. I don't, I can't, I shouldn't control you because I said, what happens is when you control your kids without a conversation and you're coming, working together on it, it pushes them to rebellion. Yeah, when they true. rebel, there's no relationship. And I told my I told my child I would never do that. And we'd have we would talk it through because it would push him towards rebellion, which means when something happens that they can't process on their own, they're not gonna come to me. And that means the problem's gonna be worse. So whatever you do and when you're working with your kids, you need to have open communication that you're hearing them. What do they think is going to work for them within what you feel is comfortable? Let them come up with some solutions and be like, okay, I see that, but I still feel like maybe we should only have this amount of time. Can we work with those parameters? You have to have a working relationship with this so that your kids aren't feeling like they are completely controlled by these external forces. Because what will happen is they'll find a way to be secretive, to do what they want, to get on the apps they want, you know, to create, like with everything. And then when something happens, whether it's with technology and it's inappropriate pictures or even their kid, their friends and they all get in trouble, they're not coming to you. And so you have to keep those conversations about it, especially with your older kids. I love that. I, I think that's so important. And so we're not saying don't have guidelines, but we are saying have the conversation and include your child in it, especially if you see a problem and mm-hmm. explain to them what you're seeing. And a lot of times your kids will be like, yeah, that's true. Like they, you know, they will get there even if they don't like it and they can be part of what would a healthy space look like. And um, I love Lisa's heart to challenge the author- authoritarians in us because mm-hmm. it helps us w- when you're authoritarian, you usually are trying to, maybe through fear or control, trying to prevent your kid from doing something that's harmful. There is harmful. a sense of like wanting to be, because I told my child, I said, you know, in an ideal world for me, I would make all the rules and everybody would follow them so life would go smoothly, right? Like that is my ideal <laughs> world. Like I would love that. I'm like, I'll plan everything out. I'll make all the rules. Everybody just falls in line, you know, and then I don't have to worry about anything. Everything's going to work out. Safe. And everybody's safe. Everybody's happy. Everybody's, you know going to be to their maximum potential, right? It doesn't, life doesn't work that way. And I can't do that because if I would do that, my family would be ruined. There's, that doesn't create relationship and that doesn't allow your kids to grow. And they have input. And 
Isn't this amazing? Because that's really what our Heavenly Father is like. Mm -hmm. He's talking to us all the time through the Word and saying, open up this treasure that I've given you, this letter, this wisdom that comes from me. Yet I'm giving you the freedom to like do it or not do it. And we have this invitation into relationship. And I think parenting is an amazing expression of that when Mm -hmm. it's done well to invite our kids into the process. Anyway, this has been awesome. I feel like we could continue to talk about it. But when we post this on socials, we would love to know in the thread what has worked for you with your kids at different stages, different ages, with screen time, limits, family connection, um, how you are walking your kids through that. Let us know what works for you. Because I would love some ideas on how would. do you do it when you have little ones. And yes. teenagers, like when yes. you've got elementary and high school grades, like that's kind of my big thing. And how do you manage your screen time? You've got your youngest one going like, well, they're still on. I didn't get to go my time. Well, you're like seven. You don't need the same amount of time or should you have the same amount of time yeah. of freedom as your, you know, older sibling who's in high school. Yeah. But they think that's unfair. That That's where I'm at. I'm struggling. Yeah. So give me some help. Yeah. <laughs> and, and if you're uh, an honest mom like us who are like, yeah. We probably, like, veg out too much on socials. What works for you to keep it real and to give yourself time to enjoy them but in moderation and not feel like your family is feeling disconnected? So this is a great conversation. This is our socials and screen time parenting pep talk. Yes, so have the conversation at home. Thank you for joining us today. We love sharing our conversations with you. Please like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and share them with your friends. This will help us reach more listeners like yourself. If you're local or ever in our area, we would love to meet you. You can find more information about Newport Church on our website at newportchurch.net. The views expressed on this podcast may or may not reflect the views of Newport Church.